Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. Before we get started today, my friends, I would love to bless you. Um, I bless you in the name of Jesus to know Jesus even more wonderfully today. I bless you to be healed in your body, your mind, your emotions, and in your spirit today. I bless you with guidance and help from God. I bless you to flourish in this season, no matter what challenges you find yourself up against, so that you can prevail. And I bless you to experience the love and joy and hope and peace of God today. May it be fun. Well, hi. My name is Crixie. If you're a guest with us this morning, I'm one of the lead pastors here. This is my wife, Jamie. She's also one of the lead pastors. So glad that you're here. And if you're a guest here this morning and you are exploring places that you think might end up being a spiritual home for you, um, I've got good news for you. Today is Vision Sunday, so you're going to get to gather all of the data and make an informed choice about whether this church is going to be the right fit for you or whether you're going to find a spiritual home somewhere else. If you're new since like the summer, now is a good opportunity for you to like get the full picture on some of the stuff that you've probably heard us talking about over the last few weeks and months. And if you've been calling Rehope your home for a hot minute now, it's always fun to get a nice reminder of what we're about. Um, today we're going to be thinking about why God placed us here. We're going to be thinking about the commissions that he has given us. And we're going to be thinking about how we can partner with that and partner with him in the next season. Exciting times. So I'd love to start this morning by reading uh, Sam one together. If you've got a Bible with you this morning, now's a really good time to look that up. But if you don't have one with you, that's no problem. The words will be up on the screen as I read. Um, Psalm 1 kind of sets the table for the rest of the collection and it contains within it a choice. And um, depending on how the reader responds to that choice, it's going to have a big impact, not just on how they interact with the rest of the Psalms, but just like for life in general, as you will see as we read. And here we go. Psalm 1 goes like this. It says, how happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, their delight is in the Lord's instruction and they meditate on it day and night. They're like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers. The wicked are not <laughs> like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. And therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. So there's our choice, uh, two paths to go down, 
two outcomes. This is the choice we have, and it is an ongoing choice. And there are a few reasons why I felt God directed me to this psalm as I was getting ready for this message today. So we're going to talk about choice, and we're going to talk about bearing fruit, and we're going to talk about being planted. And in this, uh, the reason why um, I want us to think about those things is so that we can fulfill the commission that God has given us here at this church, namely that's that Rehope Church exists to lay the foundations for long-lasting reawakening. That's why we're here. And when you hear that, maybe you think, okay, well, cool, we're getting ourselves ready for reawakening, but when that reawakening happens, does that mean that we've lost our reason for existing? Um, what's the plan then? And it kind of makes sense. If that's kind of the definition of reawakening, then that kind of makes sense. But we define reawakening as more than just revival. We are all about revival. God send revival to Scotland, a happy accident on the lyric screen, Lord send revival in all caps. Didn't mean to do that, just changed the theme and it applied to them all. Happy accident, we are about revival. But reawakening encompasses more than that because we're not just like sitting around waiting for like the big dramatic moment where God sends revival over Scotland soon may it come but we're not just thinking about like the macro level we're also focusing on heart level personal reawakening that starts in our hearts and then spreads we're getting ready for the big piece by looking at how smaller yet no less dramatic change in our hearts builds and spreads. A pre-service prayer, so we meet um, one hour before our services start in all our locations, and uh, we spend some time praying, and part of that prayer time is listening to God, and um, a regular word or image that people receive from God during pre-service prayer is of something that is small, joining with other things that are small to create something bigger. Like common pictures are like streams, like little streams that flow together to create like a large river or like little sparks starting little fires that then get stoked up and spread to become like a really big blazing inferno. Like reawakening starts at home with little sparks, with little streams, but it doesn't stop there. It spreads and it grows. And since this is like a repeated word from God that we keep getting in one form or another, we want to be making sure that we're paying attention to it and partnering with God in it so that that thing becomes a reality. And the starting small and the growing thing is a really important thing for us um, at this location of Rehope in particular. Back at the start of the year, um, the elders um, received a word from God for Rehope Southside and that word was four times growth in 2022. So yes to the growth in numbers of people, but that also included four times growth in all the other fun stuff that's gonna go along with that. So let's see how we're doing. No Venn diagrams today, my dudes. I know that you'll be very disappointed, but good news for you, I'm still a dork. So here is a line graph of our attendance in 2022. Now, up there, you will notice the valley of the shadow of Lindy got a new job and Jamie and Crooksy snoozed on recording the attendances in church suite. <laughs> Lol, that's a fun valley. Let's just take that away because it's not accurate and we're left with this. Okay, cool. And here, just so we can analyze some data, is a trend line to show our growth. Oh, <laughs> cool. Well, when I made that chart, 
that was not what I was expecting to see. Like a completely flat line, it doesn't feel like our growth trend line should be flat. That's not my felt experience of being part of this church over the last eight months. And as I look out at you today, there are so many faces who are here for the first time this week and we're so glad you're here. Or like since the summer or like a little bit before that, we are so glad you're here. So what up? Like, why is that line not going like that? I didn't understand. I was surprised and I was confused, but thankfully I have a friend who helped me out with it this week. So let's talk about Bluey real quick. Um, do you guys watch Bluey? Parents, Bluey, you guys like Bluey? Bluey is great. Um, I don't have kids and I still watch Bluey. It's five minutes long, you're gonna laugh, you're going to sob and you're gonna come away with something to think about. Bluey is like the perfect TV. And this week I watched this one episode of Bluey and I was like, yes, thank you Bluey. It contained this moment, which we're gonna watch, hopefully, right now. Uh. Why can't I just do it straight away? Fun, I was like, Bluey. Thank you for your wisdom. I'm like, the line, it's not fair. Why can't we just do it straight away? <laughs> What's going on? Bluey was trying to ride her bike and it was hard for her, but good news, she kept going and she learned to ride her bike. Yay, we're gonna be more Bluey. Fun times, but I'm just like, yo, God spoke the word, we received it, why can't we just do it straight away? Like, what's the deal? Why can't we just do it straight away? I still have faith in the four times growth thing. I'm not letting go of that. Why can't we just have it straight away? And sometimes that's just not the way the world works. Bluey's dad, um, what's Bluey's dad called again? Why am I having, a, um, what? Bandit, that's right, same name as my bike, I should have remembered that. Bandit said, that's just not the way the world works, kiddo, and Bluey said, well, the world is silly. And sometimes it feels like that, but that is the way the world works. And because that is the way the world works, we have spent the last eight months, um, since we got that word, um, strengthening kind of the core of this church so that when the numerical growth thing happens, we're ready for it so that we are stable and secure and strong so that we can support that growth. And I guess we're still doing that and we're all, we're all doing this and we're all doing that together. And something that we believe is really, really, really key um, for that four times growth is Bible read through. Um, cover to cover Bible reading reawakens hearts. It just does, that's just the way it works. So if you look at that Psalm 1, um, it says that the blessed person, and happiness is definitely part of blessing, um, the blessed person is someone who prioritizes reading and thinking about God's words, and they meditate on it day and night. And uh, when we think about books that are engrossing us, we maybe say things like, I just can't put it down. And what happens when you do that is it unlocks for them happiness and flourishing and growth and strength and resilience and success and fruit. There is no doubt that prioritizing, spending time with Jesus in his word is key for personal heart level reawakening that then spreads. And I guess that's where our choice comes into things. So even more dork dorkdom, here's a little flow chart. Um, I don't know much about coding, but I do get the concept of an if-then-else statement. It's a pretty simple concept, to be fair. Like, if A is true, then B happens. Else, 
it doesn't happen. Like this thing happens instead. And if prioritizing spending time with Jesus in his word is true, then all those good things that Psalm 1 promises. Or else, way less of all those good things. I'm not saying none of those good things, but I am saying way less of all of those good things that are gonna happen on like a personal level for you and on a community level for us. Like this just kind of makes sense because like think about it, if our rivers, our little streams aren't flowing, they're not gonna join with the big river. They're not gonna create a big river. If our sparks aren't flying, they're not gonna start fires and those fires aren't gonna grow and they're not gonna like merge into the big fire. But if they are, if those streams are flowing, if those fires are burning, then this growth thing is going to happen. And we have a really, really, really exciting opportunity for like great stuff to happen here at Rehope Southside over the next season. And it's an opportunity that we wanna make sure that we don't miss. Bible Read Through, if you're new around here, it works like a book club. And we spend some alone time with Jesus during the week. Like it's usually about like two hours of uh, reading like commitment and we follow the reading plan so that we are all in it together and that's fun and um, once a week once a week we get together with our group and we share three things that God has been teaching us and we share when it's our turn to share so you take your turn share one thing then the next person goes and it kind of goes all the way around the group till it gets back to you and then you share again you share when it's your turn when it's not your turn you listen and you respect other people's learning and you do respect other people's learning by listening like politely and intently and if they have got something just a little bit wrong or maybe the wrong end of the stick or they just haven't figured things out fully yet, we don't correct them because we trust God to finish the teaching process that he has started and they have got so much time to absorb and learn what is going on and we don't want to like kill the vibes of their learning journey. It's good, we respect people and it's fun. I mean, we talk about our weeks and we celebrate the wins and uh, we have each other's backs in the challenging things and we pray for each other and Bible reads through class and I love it and it works, it reawakens hearts. Here's how it reawakens hearts. It's because we grow in love and we see that like Psalm 1 delight emerging emerging, not starting straight away. Why can't you have it straight away? This is something that emerges, trust the process. It emerges until we do get to a place where we think this Bible, yo, I just can't put it down. And planning time is essential for that. Don't try and squeeze the important things in your life in around the other stuff. We need to make time for this because the enemy will try and convince you that you don't have time for this. And quite often that's just really, really easy for him and he wins a lot of those ones but don't believe his lies my dudes if then else if you make time for this then you will have time for this else you won't have time for this when i started doing bible read through back in like 2009 um the honest truth is that i was not a faithful part of my group um in the slightest and in all honesty, that phase lasted like a couple of years. And it was especially bad when I was training to be a primary school teacher. Like I was doing my postgrad, and I was convinced that it was humanly impossible to do a post postgraduate um, university course and be a faithful part of a Bible reader group. And I was like, I'm doing this thing this year, so I have to do it this year, so this thing gets put on pause. 
And um, to say that I wasn't wonderful attending my group is being so, so generous to me. And a lot of the time, not attending your group and not having done any reading have a pretty direct correlation. That was my zone. And I just, I just believed the lie that I wouldn't have time to do things. But then I'm also looking at Duncan Rosewear, who did teacher training last year and was a faithful part of a Bible reader group. So he definitely proves me and Satan wrong. And uh, if I hadn't known that in 2009, that would have been great. But instead, I kind of walked through a desert for um, a little while. I just thought I didn't have time. And um, I, I let him rob me of my joy. And I let him rob me of my learning. And I let him rob me of my growth. And I don't want you to fail in that area where I failed. I want you to, to pass that test. Um, like Duncan, credit where credit is due. Like Duncan passed that test. I know that I'm making this out to be very cut and dry, like using code to make my point like you're a bot and your life is like an algorithm. I know it's not. I know this isn't easy. Like 2009 Crooksy will prove to you that it isn't easy. I didn't find this easy, but it's worth it. It's worth it. I believe this lies back then. I get what happens. But what this takes is consistency and commitment, and you can do it. And the thing that I learned from my growth and read-through story is that the thing that really, like, I wish I, I wish I had a really, like, helpful, oh, yes, I can do that too, story for how to, like, get into read-through. But what happened for me was I ended up failing my PGDE, so that d decision to, like, been Bible read through for it was a really good decision by me. Well done. Um, failed a placement, had to reset it, had to wait a year to get my probation year started. And there was a while in that year where I was between jobs and I had no money. And the only thing that I got to do that week was I would go to Offshore on Gibson Street in the West End. And that was back in the days when you could buy a bucket of coffee for 250. And I would buy a bucket of coffee for 250. And I remember reading all of Isaiah in one go. That was the one thing I got to do that week. And it was my treat. And I couldn't wait. I went on a Wednesday. I couldn't wait for a Wednesday. You just, like, that's my big learning. Make it a treat for you. If you're finding it hard to, like, find the love in this yet, make it a treat for you. Like, now for me, that looks like getting up early, cup of coffee, quiet time, time with Jesus. But maybe for you, that looks like get the kids to bed and glass of wine on the sofa time with Jesus. Like, make that a treat for you so that you look forward to it. Like, that wins half, at least... That one half the battle for me. Really, really, really good and worth and worth doing. I did like see like anything that takes a little bit of work. The payoff though, it's class. It really is class. You're gonna grow deeper in love with Jesus through his word, like guaranteed. When you read, listen. Rely on the Holy Spirit to speak to you through the Bible. Look for things that stand out. And that might be something just as simple as, oh, hey, I've never noticed that before. Or it could be, do you know what, that verse is a really timely reminder of a thing that I needed to hear right now. Or it might be like, oh my gosh, this is going to change my life. Anything on that spectrum and everything on that spectrum is really, really good. Like never underestimate the power of getting a reminder of the simple truths. It's good. When something jumps out to you, Write it down. If something that you don't understand jumps out to you, write it down, but don't focus on the stuff that you don't understand yet. Think about the things that you have learned. 
tuck that away. Maybe this is something that Jesus is going to show you so he can teach you something in the future. Don't blank it, but don't focus on it. And don't let the things that you don't understand yet discourage you. Focus on the things that you do understand. And that's how you're going to learn. You're going to get to see the big picture of the Bible. You'll understand God better because you'll have like a big, clearer picture of who he is and what he likes and what he calls us to partner with him in. You'll start to see all the fun foreshadowing there is in one book and then between books as you start to connect the dots. The first lap is all like seed planting and then it's going to be the excitement of, I didn't know that was there. Like, oh, did you know what the Bible said that? And I'm like, yeah, but it's so exciting to be in a Bible read-through group with someone who's on their first lap and see how exciting it is. Love that. Second lap, when you start to connect the dots, boom, so exciting. That kind of goes for a few laps, to be fair. Um, So, so exciting. This is really worth it. Really, really worth it. Once you've got your things written down, choose three of them to share with your group in the like circle thing I talked about. Share them succinctly and don't feel the pressure to know all the answers. Don't feel the pressure to preach a whole big sermon. You don't need to do that. Keeping things succinct and simple is actually really, really helpful for the rest of your group and for you. If you can distill what God has been teaching you and summarize it succinctly, you'll know that you've really learned it. And uh, good little literacy skill to have, I guess. Anyway, and if you feel the pressure to preach a big sermon and you think, I'm never going to preach a big sermon, take the pressure off yourself because Bible read-through is a lifetime thing. See the big picture. Your goal for your first year is probably just to think, do you know what? I feel like I'm getting a little bit more consistent with this and like more often than not, I'm finishing my reading. I wasn't so hot at the start but I'm getting better. No one expects you to be an expert in a piece of ancient literature in one year. No one. Take the pressure off yourself, get rid of that garbage, let the enjoyment come in, and learn. So fun, it's so fun. Um, As you keep going, you're gonna feel the benefits of the blessing and the time and the dedication, it's good. So don't be bluey. Don't think, why can't I just do it straight away? See the big picture. Um, commitment and consistency are key. Don't quit. Just don't quit. Go for it. Give yourself a break because you're going to have some weeks where you win and you're going to have some weeks where you don't win. <laughs> and the key for is when you have those weeks where like, I don't know, the week just runs away from you and you don't get very much read at all is that you pick yourself up and you continue with your resolve that you're going to go again. Because the lie is going to come your way that's like, this is too much, just give up. Or you don't even love God enough to read a book about him and he's mad at you. And is that really the way that God works? Knock, knock. Who's there? It's the angel of death. Is the wee man in? And you're like, wait, what? Didn't you see the blood on the doorposts? And he's like, oh yeah, I suppose, yeah. I did see the blood on the doorpost, but I heard you didn't finish your Bible time this week, so here I am. That's not how this works. Give yourself a break. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some, don't quit. Now, am I saying it doesn't matter if you don't commit and you're not consistent? 
I'm not saying that. It does matter. Look, we have a choice in this. We have a Psalm 1 choice. Sometimes when you read Psalm 1, it feels like, do you know, it's a Psalm about like making a choice to follow in God's ways or not. So is that about like giving your life to Jesus and like dedicating your life to his ways? Yes, um, that's the macro choice. But those like little micro choices really make a difference to our commitment and our consistency. It's choices like 30 minutes extra in bed or Jesus time this morning. Those little choices make a difference. It's choices like one more episode before bed or Jesus time. Those things make a difference. It's choices like my pal who I haven't seen in a hot minute has invited me to the cinema tonight but I'm supposed to have my read through group. Those choices make a difference to our commitment and to our consistency. I started off being not committed and not consistent. And over the course of the last 15 years, I have figured out some things that can give us a consistency <coughs> boost. And I would like to share them with you today. Number one, this is so important. Start early in the week. Here's a bad week for me. Bible read through is on Tuesday. Let's say it's on Tuesday. Bible read through is on Tuesday. Okay, cool. So then Wednesday, well, Bible read through group was yesterday, so I've still got loads of time, so it's fine. And then my work week is Sunday through Thursday. So Thursday, like, it kind of feels like your Bible read through week is just starting, but your work week is just ending, and you're tired, and you're like, blah. So, like, okay, pause. And then it's Friday, and Friday is the weekend. And then it's Saturday, and Saturday is, like, whatever, busy in the weekend. And then Sunday, and Sunday is Sunday, so it's busy, busy, busy. And then it's Monday, and then I'm like, okay, cool. Now I've got to read all of First Chronicles in a day and expect to have learned anything from it. That's a bad week. So start early in the week. I break things into chunks. It only takes 20 minutes per day to read the Bible cover to cover in a year. And I'm not a fast reader, but I can usually read about seven chapters in 20 minutes, uh, depending on the book. Luke writes really long chapters. But in a good week, if it was First Chronicles, I'll be done by Saturday and have time over like Sunday and Monday to like process all that stuff and kind of review my shares and do like other like dorky things that I like to do. That's kind of boring I am, but that works. Like for me, I used to go to offshore and like blitz it in one go. Whatever works for you works for you. Just make sure you take the time and start in early in the week. Really like just puts a bit of wind in your sails. Do you know what I mean? Um, number two. Um, no matter what group time, no matter what. My group meets on a Monday, and I just don't make plans for a Monday evening. I just don't make other plans. Now, there is a little asterisk up there, and um, because I do have a list of reasons why I might not be at my Bible read-through group on any given week, and those uh, reasons are that I'm ill, or I'm out of town, or there's like, I don't know, maybe like a prayer and worship night going on here, stuff like that happens for like fasting week and maybe your whole group is gonna come to that or whatever. Or if I have a personal life emergency. And I mean, I don't, we don't have kids yet, but I imagine if you have other humans who are dependent on you, that that brings another factor in. I mean, especially if you're a single parent or like maybe if, if you're somebody who is caring for an older relative, um, that's a thing. But something I've learned over the last 15 years is that the Champions League is not a personal life emergency. <laughs> so I'm not gonna make that excuse for me. Good news though, is that my group is on a Monday night and the Champions League is never on a Monday night. And also my team are rarely in the Champions League anymore. So it's not a problem for me. That's an easy one. Well done, great, 15 years of learning. Here's an easy one for you. My dudes, reply to the text thread. And that seems like a really, really simple one, but this kind of like it's just a really easy way to boost some consistency. Read through leaders, 
get that like, oh, hey, pals, like this week we're reading Genesis 25 to 50. Can't wait for all that like family dysfunction, lol. See you at the granary on Monday at 8 o'clock. Send. Get that sent out early in the week. And then um, gives people like, oh, yeah, I need to, okay, Bible. Or if you send it out like an hour before, be like, who's coming? You'd be like, oh, uh, uh. And if one person ghosts the thread, it just gives other people opportunities to ghost the thread. But if the first person replies like quickly, straight away, and being like, oh, actually, I haven't read very much yet, but I'm still planning to be there, kind of gives everybody just like a little bit more motivation to do it. Replying to the text thread matters. And um, if you're a guest with us at the moment, just uh, we're going to have a family moment here. So just pause for a minute. You guys can pause for a minute. If we have people who are joining our church, which we're convinced God is going to bring people here specifically for Bible Read Through, and their first impression of Bible Read Through before they've even got to come to your group yet is the text thread and the leader says who's coming and then all the ghosts say nothing, it doesn't communicate the amount of value that I know that you place in this. Replying to the text thread is a really easy way to boost consistency. Even if you're not gonna be able to make it, say, oh hey, I'm not able to make it this week. And if you don't want to say why you're not able to make it, then maybe a little question you're asking yourself is, is this a legit reason why I'm not able to make it? And uh, you can do a little bit of self-assessment on that. That's a bit of fun for you. Anyway, here's one that won't work for everybody, but will work for some people. Um, keeping things same time, same place. Like consistency makes consistency. And I know that some groups meet in people's homes and you share out the hosting responsibilities, and I get that. Um, but knowing that like my group, same time, same place, um, just gives a little bit of extra consistency. And if that's not your group, that's cool. Just make sure that since you've decided to be a little bit more flexible in one area, that you're like committed to the consistency in other areas. And the last one, which I also think is really important, is just start on time and end on time. If you've ever been to Bible Read Through and shown up at uh, 7.30, and spent the whole time chatting, 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 before you end up talking about Bible or praying for anything, and then before you know you're leaving at 11 o'clock, and then at the earliest you're putting your head on a pillow at 11.30, and have you done that? Yep, me too. Have you ever woken up in the morning like an absolute zombie? Yep, me too. Have you ever forgotten about your zombie state and then done the exact same thing the next week? Yep, me too. I've done it. And the little neuro connections that we're making there with Bible read-through and feeling drained, not helpful connections for us. Let's make sure that we are respecting ourselves and respecting the people in our group and respecting their time and their energy and all of the stuff. Start on time and end on time. Really, really helpful. Cool. And um, Bible read through groups are going to be vital for the growth of Rehope Southside over the next season. We are going to be pursuing and prioritizing healthy, robust, consistent groups that reflect our desire for reawakened hearts and that reflect our desire for that reawakening to spread and like feed off other people in our groups and so that we can model the goodness of being in a Bible read through group to the people who are new to our group or new to this church or both. We have got some new groups that are starting up soon. Um, 
And there are gonna be a few groups starting meeting here in the building from Wednesday. And despite what the photo might communicate to you, um, actually like all these groups are gonna be for girls. This photo is from Rehope Paisley and they're the only place that I've taken any photos of Bible Read Through. So what am I supposed to do? This is the one photo. But all those groups for right now are for girls. And that's not a deliberate thing. It's just kind of the way that things have worked out. But in the future, we see a place for like girls who wanna meet with in a girls group or guys who wanna meet in a guys group or mixed groups or whatever. But like this being a resource to bring some like extra space, extra community, extra consistency for people who want to join a Bible read-through group. And if you have been in touch already about joining a Bible read-through group and we haven't placed you in a group yet, please know that you are our priority over this next like few, few days. We really want to get this rolling. Bible Read Through is a priority for us. And we are convinced that Bible Read Through groups are like a key aspect that's gonna help this church towards that four times numerical growth, but also a four times growth in fruit, like four times growth in love for God, four times dedication to his word, four times prayers answered, four times miracles, four times serving team support, four times evangelism, four times salvations, four times baptisms, four times all the good stuff that can be unlocked by there being more people here. And something that we've been joining our senior pastor, Brian, in praying for, for this church is that it would bear much fruit and fruit that lasts. Like we'd love to see loads of positive impact in our lives, in the lives of the people around us, in this church, in this city. Um, and when I look out at this church, when I see you guys, there is already a bunch of this stuff that is happening and that is really encouraging and stuff that is connected to Bible read through groups. And um, I'm not gonna mention too many names. I'm not gonna mention any names. because I, like I, I don't wanna embarrass people, but uh, there are two women in particular in this church I've noticed over the last season, one of them has added like extra consistency to her Bible read through game and she is starting to take like some, well not starting to, but she's taking extra like bold steps for God. Right now we're really proud of her. And another one is someone who is new to church, reconnecting with Jesus, but made an instant connection with Bible read through. And like we've just seen her soar and like get involved in serving, like all the fun, all the fun. We're so proud of her too good pride. This stuff is happening. This stuff happens and this stuff is going to happen. God, may it be a lot. We love you so much. Do your work here. May this four times growth thing come to be soon. If then else though, isn't it? Like if we do it, then it'll happen. And like that four times growth thing, um, when the elders got that word, there was definitely like kind of like a conditional aspect to it. Like if we invest in Bible read-throughs, then this four times growth thing will happen. But if we don't, it'll be a lot harder for us. I hope we grow, but we have an opportunity and the door is open to us. And I wanna make sure that we take this opportunity. Um, to grow um, and grow in all the things and grow in fruit, gonna be great. Um, it feels kind of like an obedience test and it feels kind of like a faith test, like all rolled into one. And I'd really like to pass those tests, like for the sake of this church, for the sake of, of the people who make up this church. I'd really love to pass that. So like, let's make our Bible read through groups planted like what it talks about in Psalm 1, planted so that they're not able to be uprooted, like robust and strong, constantly being fed and watered because their roots go deep. 
like this is good for us, it's a good thing to do. And maybe um, you don't really feel like that so much right now. Maybe you feel more like a potted plant that has been set beside a stream that like, I don't know, maybe like still somebody kind of needs to come and water, but like you're kind of close to like the feeding and the water and the stuff that's going on, but you don't feel like completely connected to it. It doesn't need to be that way for you. Come and be planted, be part of a Bible read-through group, flourish and prosper. That's what the Sam promises to people who act like this. Bible Read Through is um, a key way for this uh, key way this location is going to grow over the next season, but it's not the only way that we pursue um, long-lasting reawakening. If you consider Rehope to be your church, we would love you to consider becoming a member at this location. And being a member means standing in line with six membership commitments, which are designed to help you to grow, to be more like Jesus and play an important role in his mission here. I'm going to run through them real quick. Um, so having dedicated um, their lives to Jesus, we ask that members commit to growing in their love for God. Makes sense. We ask that they commit to loving the people of Rehope, remembering that leaders are people too, and the people that God brings through our doors. And I don't need to emphasize how important that is going to be um, for the whole four times growth thing. Um, we ask that members regularly attend and serve at their local Rehope location. And in our definition of regularly, there is a frequent element to that. Serving uh, once every year is regular by a technicality, but not really what we're going for. Um, we've talked at length today about what it means to be a faithful part of a Bible read-through group and how important that is. Um, number five, we ask that members commit to prioritizing praying together. And yes, we value time alone with Jesus and we value community prayer times. Pre-service prayer is one of the best things we do around here, in my humble opinion. And praying with your Bible read-through group is also a very classy move. And finally, we ask that members commit to financially supporting Rehope by giving their first and their best 10% or more if they so choose. And before you finish, I would kind of like to touch on the financially stuff um, real quick and the financial realities we find ourselves in at the moment. And uh, it's true without doubt that we have been strengthening our, our foundations over the last few months. And we're kind of in a zone here and as Rehope Church where we're kind of like spending a little bit more money to invest in some strength so that it can go up the other side. We're doing that here, but also like as a church, we're in a season where like we're planting Rehope Paisley and there's gonna be like a little bit of extra spending. So finances are gonna go down and then um, as we strengthen, it's gonna go up. That's the position that we find ourselves in, not something that we are crazy worried about. Um, Rehope has been in these positions before that we have put ourselves in because God gave us an opportunity and a word and a commission to do something and um, we chose to do it whether it super made sense or not. And like Claire, what you shared earlier about like you spend the buffer and that feels scary and then if, you know, if I'm sure that felt like a faith test to you and that's kind of what um, our church is going through at the minute again. We would like to pass that, um, that faith test. Um, 
we are praying for the Times 4 thing, we're also praying for fiscal viability. And around your chairs, you might find a little card like this, and it's got four um, prayer requests, one for each location of Rehope Church. And you'll see that ours is praying for four times multiplication and for fiscal viability. I spelt fiscal viability wrong. It kind of feels like around here we can't even spell fiscal viability at the minute, which is funny, not funny. But it kind of feels like we are taking steps towards fiscal viability there, like people who have freshly started giving here within the last little while. We are taking steps towards fiscal viability, but the way that the economy of the world is working at the minute, fiscal viability is taking bigger steps away from us at the moment. We're not freaking out about it. We know we're in this season where we're spending more to strengthen and then it'll go up, but this kind of needs to last only for this season and we don't spend a whole bunch of money around here, and um, a bunch of you give. So the answer is four times growth. Like, we need more people here. We need um, more people who will come and be an active part of this church who will give. Um, please, 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 over the next 40 days, pray for these things, and when you're praying for Rehob Southside, pray urgently and expectantly for four times growth, included in the growth numerically and the growth of all the good things that I mentioned earlier is growth in giving um, so that um, we can be a church that feels like it's planted beside stream and, and flourishes and prospers and all it does. Um, prosperous sometimes feels like a weird word to attach to a church, especially with giving. I'm just taking it straight out of Psalm 1. That's what it says. That's what I'm going to go with. Anyway, if you are a member, we have a members meeting on Tuesday. If you want the inside scoop on some of this stuff, um, that's for you. Expect a Zoom link in your emails. If you are not a member yet, it is super not too late to become a member. You can visit rehope.co.uk forward slash membership. Click on the apply button. Click on the south side button and boom. Um, that'll be a little form for you to fill out. That form goes then to the elders so they can keep an eye and like pray over people who are applying to be members at the church, make sense, and then we'll be back in touch. Cool. We are keeping an eye on our financial position. We're not crazy worried about it, but um, now, is the time, now is the time to pray for the four times growth thing. We want to see um, four times growth. We want to partner with God in the thing that he has for us. Bible read-through is going to be a key element in that. And the thing is that it's just win-win. On a personal level, hearts reawakened. and a church level, like those streams flowing together. And for our city, reawakening spreads, my dudes. Um, Lord, send revival. Fun. Um, I've got some challenges for you today, and there are no surprises. Um, my dudes, Contribute to cultivating healthy Bible reader groups in, uh, at Rehope Southside. Um, give yourself and your group a little consistency boost by doing the things that we talked about earlier. And if you're not in a Bible reader group, now is the time to join in with something really exciting that God is doing in this church. Rehope.co.uk forward slash Bible read through. If you're not a member, apply today. Rehope.co.uk forward slash membership. Um, don't forget we have that uh, members meeting on Tuesday, so um, run, don't walk. And finally, um, join us in 40 days of answered prayers, um, including praying for the four times growth and the fiscal viability thing for Rehope Southside. Um, if you go to Rehope.co.uk, 
If you go to rehope.co.uk forward slash 40 days, pop your name and your email address into a little box. We will email you a blog every day. It's got a story, a testimony of answered prayers. And the vibes with this is that you read it and your faith goes up and then it gives you a springboard to pray. You pray urgently, expectantly, and then God answers and then um, your faith goes up and you pray urgently and expectantly and then he answers and then your faith goes up and then you pray urgently and expectantly and then he answers and it just kind of goes like that. And also, if it fits with your schedule, um, we have a virtual prayer room that's gonna be going on Zoom at eight o'clock every mo- every weekday morning during 40 days of answer prayer. Um, if, if the link is on the same uh, at the same URL up there. Um, if it fits with your schedule, we'd love for you to join us. There's been a group of dudes who've been meeting every weekday since lockdown, and they still are carrying it going, really faithful. It's it's fun to join with them and give them a bit of encouragement and a bit of wind in their sails um, over these seasons. I promise you that I'm not just putting a bunch of URLs on the screen because we published a new website this weekend, but we did publish a new website this weekend. <laughs> And I think it's cute. So if you want an extra bonus point, you can go to that website and see if all the links work and see how many spelling mistakes I have added and let me know so I can fix it. I appreciate you. (laughs) Fun. Uh, Let's pray together, my dudes. Uh, You can stay seated for just a second. Uh, God, we love you and we thank you for how you've spoken. Um, Hope over, over this church for the next season. We are really excited for this opportunity and we don't wanna miss it. God, I pray a blessing of growth and fruit and fruit that lasts um, over this church. I pray for reawakened hearts, reawakening that spreads. God, I pray for excitement. I pray for drive. I pray for consistency and I pray for commitment and I pray for delight. Um, God, I pray we can't put it down, just can't put it down. And I pray for you to do your thing at this church. You're good to speak to us. You're good to guide us. We're following you. Bless us in that. We love you. Amen.